Welcome back, everyone. Jay Bone here for Smash This Podcast. Oh, it's been a few days, hasn't it? And as you can see here, we've got a different look. Folks, if you're listening audio, you're not going to get this. But for those watching the video play here, You'll get it instantly. You're used to a pretty plain background. Well, J-Bone was busy this past weekend, and uh, we, did a, we did a little shifting around of things. It's going to look similar to an old look that I had a few years ago, uh, where I had stuff behind me on the wall on the other side of the room, there's much more room inside the office. The lighting is still a work in progress. We've got the new light above me here. Um, the reason why I don't have my other light on is because from where it's positioned, it would have reflected off horribly uh, one of the display cases behind me here. And you wouldn't have been able to see it at all. But as you can see behind me, I've got several figures in place now some display stands i've got the turnbuckles displayed nicely behind me that was a work in progress getting those so brand new look same old j bone so <laughs> how is how is everyone doing like i said i know it's been uh you know a handful of days since i've been on uh, spent some much, much needed time away and time with my son. Um, this is the longest time that I've spent my son in well over a calendar year. And it's, uh, it was good for him mentally and emotionally, uh, same as myself, because I've been quarantined so much. If you guys have followed me over the course of the last, I've, I've, I've not been shy about how it's affected me and what it's done to me mentally. It's, um, it hasn't been easy. It has not been easy. So starting this weekend is we're, we're getting back into the same pace of uh seeing my boy every other weekend now it's uh you know i don't i know things are still scary out there but um i'm in the process of getting uh my shots i know that uh his mother who is an essential worker is also doing the same thing so uh that's great to see um so, uh, yeah, just spent some time hanging out, um, watched him playing some um, some games and stuff like that. And I enjoy watching him playing games because it reminds me of, you know, playing video games when I was younger. So we spent some much needed time together, hanging out, just goofing off, cracking jokes with each other. It was it was great um, emotionally and mentally for both of us. So, um don't normally like taking that much time away from podcasting, but, uh, for this purpose, it was absolutely needed. And he also helped me, um, move some stuff in and out of the office as well. Cause he's, uh, 
starting to sport some guns just like it's popping. No, I got nothing to brag about here. Um, I, my dad is doing good. Thank you, Zach. Yeah, he's doing good. Um, he's getting his second shot the day after I am. So we're both going to be a little under the weather in a couple weeks. Um, so, uh, oh, Critical Sting got his first shot today. Good for you, man. Look, and this is not meant to incite arguments or ill feelings or anything, but but I, I'm so happy. It makes me happy when I see people uh, getting their shot and deciding, just, just deciding to get it. it. It makes me happy because it's it just it's uh it's it's one more step that we are taking as a country, as a people, uh, as a nation to start to slowly turn things around one person at a time. It just makes everybody a little stronger down the road. So great, great to see that much love. Tremendous. Uh, Bell's boys been completely vaccinated. Good for you, man. Good for you. Hey, great, great. Uh, fancy bone no i am far from fancy i just try to look like i said i've I've said it over the course of the last seven years the show is always evolving and always changing um but but like i said same old bone so (laughs) so hope everybody's digging it i i love not being stuck in a corner anymore for a while it fit what i wanted to do but no this is much better plus i can change this all constantly move stuff around feature different figures like i don't know if you can tell uh, i guess the reflection is kind of bad i got the brand new uh it's like an entrance thing with uh randy savage right here with an older randy savage uh above it so yeah we got the turnbuckles we got some old featured cars trucks whatever up there the funko pops and some figures when when i get better lighting in here you guys will be able to see stuff better but um so yeah uh just reading uh some of the chat here yeah paul <laughs> paul nelson what is up family time is more important than us uncle well yes yes that is true it's um it is yes I, i'm not going to dispute that i'm not going to dispute that <laughs> oh yeah trent what is up new bone ground looks cool yeah thank you thank you thank you uh it's uh it's and, and i'll and i'll take some time once I really get everything in place where I want it. And I'll do like a studio tour, uh, somewhere in the near future, you know, maybe, maybe I'll make that, Ooh, maybe I'll make that part of a new Patreon thing or something. Who knows? Who knows? It's like I said, the show's always evolving. Trent, I'm sorry. I missed your show tonight, but I will, uh, cause I was too busy, you know, wa- watching my stuff, uh, last minute, literally, so, uh, but I will catch up with yours because I know you had Daniel Spencer on. Please, folks, go check out Trent's other little show called Backstage Boys on YouTube and on Twitch. They had Daniel Spencer, friend of the TNI show, um, uh, ring referee for uh, OVW and for Impact Wrestling. They had him on tonight. Great stuff. Um, 
All right, so I do want to cover some news, and then we'll get into what is my first coverage of AEW, not Dynamite, but Dark Elevation. And I got some stuff to talk about with it, but we're going to talk some news. Oh, excuse me. We're going to talk some news first, and then uh, with a few things that I've seen over the weekend that I, I wanted to talk about, but I took some time away because I was taking care of personal stuff, like I said. So let's cover some news, and we'll get into AEW Dark. Somebody hit my music. Jiminy Christmas. And now, time for J. Bo's News. What is, is J. Bo bringing today? Better be something good. Searching for my fake wrestling news. That's my horrible imitation of what Trent tries to do for me <laughs> when he's doing my my intro. <laughs> oh God. It, it needs a little fine tuning, you know. All right, so uh, some some big things happened uh, over the course of the last handful of days that I wanted to talk about, um, but um, but didn't have a chance to touch on. So I'm going to touch on a, a handful of different things, and then we'll talk some AEW Dark Elevation uh, number episode number three. So, um, oh, <laughs> Bell's point. Question of the night. Where will the newly released Andrade end up? Well, I, I think he did tweet out that he, he said something about wanting to go back to Mexico. So don't be surprised if we see him down there sooner rather than later. Um, thought I heard some rumor about him having COVID or something recently. So maybe he's going to take a little time off maybe make sure he's healthy and then he'll start hitting the pay window somewhere else but i don't want to touch on that too much because i talked about that recently but yeah we we are all obviously uh keeping an eye out for him uh you know this place that place who knows who knows obviously some places would be a better fit i think than others but we'll see so um all right What's on the docket first? Something that hit uh, Impact Wrestling fans, unfortunately, today. We got some major, major players out on injury. Now, this was brought up this past Tuesday on TNI. We talked about um, Chris Bay being out of action, and when it was reported on, during Impact Wrestling, the uh, the uh, Intel, Iceman Intel, you know, we had a bit of a, we were wondering if it was legit or not. Is it, is it story-based? Was it a rumor that was just being put out there for the sake of a storyline involving someone else in the X Division? Um, no, it's legit. He is going to be out for a while. I did not see the uh, injury, or, nor, or actually don't remember it. I think they did bring it up, but I'm not sure. Um, but along with that came out the news earlier today that Eric Young is injured, and he's going to be out for several months, tore, 
his let me bring up the article here courtesy of ringsidenews.com at the last tapings i tore my acl it's the first time i've ever been injured i missed my first wrestling show uh this friday i missed my first wrestling show this friday that i was booked for in 24 years of uh, doing it so it's frustrating man i've never been injured i've been hurt lots but i've never been injured i've i have to have surgery in like a week and a half and it's going to be long long road so so we'll see it's going to get real interesting for me so yeah he tore his acl uh that's no fun um obviously you know he's going to be out for several months six you know and and he's an older wrestler he's um he's you know he's not going to spring back right as as quick as maybe others he's been around for almost, almost 20 years now shoot i mean we we were just talking about this over on TNI on the throwback on Thursday. Um, he had his debut on the episode, what, what was the number we just talked about? 62, I think. That was in 2003. And I know he was, uh, that wasn't like his, I don't think it was his first year. He, he was around a few years before that, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, he's been doing this for, you know, 20 uh 20 years give or take a little whatever and um man to have uh, a first like big time surgery slash injury now i mean that's that's nothing to sneeze at the, the guy's really taking care of himself he's been banged up you know a lot of people have been banged up uh but very few can claim that they've never been injured before so um uh critical sting here says i was astounded when he said he wrestled two more matches after the injury that's crazy who that's that's just man who does there's not so many people that do that seriously let's let's be real there's not too many people that do that um so yeah we we wish him well um maybe we'll see where it happened on uh tv soon you know i don't know we'll we'll see um so uh yeah so so get well uh i mean we always say get well soon um it's unfortunately not going to be very soon for for an injury like this out you know six months to a year depending on how quickly the process goes but um you know, Eric's always taking care of himself. So I'm I'm sure even though it's gonna be a long process, uh, you know, he hopefully he'll be back sooner rather than later, of course. So oh uh, yeah, and then there's a question of what happens to violent by design. Um, I don't see him being around much recovering from this. I don't, you know, it's for certain things you could be around, you could be 
at tapings. You could do certain things. You can cut, maybe cut a promo. I honestly don't see him being around much for this. I, 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 Hey, and if I'm wrong, then I'll, I'll, I'll eat my hat. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm not eating this beautiful hat that I just got from uh, shopimpact.com. Um, an autograph that went with it uh, from Willie Mack. Love me some Willie Mack. It's beautiful. Which, and that's also going to be displayed somewhere back here soon. Like I said, this is all a work in progress. But for now, it is what it is. We even got the boned up cup in the corner back here. It's, <clears throat> that's a prideful piece of my uh, collection. <laughs> no, not really, but... <laughs> Anybody watching the throwbacks on TNI will get that joke real quick. Um, <laughs> the bone dub cup. So, um, hey, we haven't got Bill in here. That's, that's right. Late night boning. That's right. That's right. Getting back into the swing of things. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, get well, Eric Young. Uh, horrible injury, tore to ACL. My goodness, that's a nasty one. Um, on to other health-related things. Uh, news came out the last couple days that uh, Road Dog, a.k.a. BG James of the Throwbacks, that we, we talk about so much. Of course, he's better known as Road Dog, but you know, got to mention that too, uh, had what is sounding like now i didn't hear anything like official but people are saying that he had a heart attack and he was in the hot he was hospitalized we know that much his wife's been putting out some posts now apparently he's gonna have a heart uh cat what i believe they call a heart catheterization uh it's where they you know they, they go inside an artery with a camera and they clear out stuff or you know uh, my dad had something similar <clears throat> to that uh, uh, some years ago, you know, where they go inside with a camera and they check stuff out and they try to clear some plaque away from arteries and stuff like that. Or, uh, you know, blow it up with a balloon or whatever. Um, so, so yeah, Road Dog is supposed to have, he was supposed to have a procedure today, but an update from his wife that I saw on Facebook said he's having it tomorrow. So we'll keep a close eye on the news and we, we pray that uh, Road Dog's health, um, um, you know, continues to get better and that he gets stronger and that, um, you know, obviously when stuff like this happens, you know, docs tell you the same thing. You got to take a little better care of yourself. You got to eat better. Um, so, yeah, hopefully, uh, <clears throat> hopefully Road Dog listens to the doctors and takes care of himself and uh, gets uh, get, gets on the right track. <clears throat> Zach Bonifer says, after my heart attack, they put a stint in me. Yeah, that's very common. That's very common, yes. They did that to my dad, too. They did that um, somewhere. I don't know where they did it. They did it somewhere. <clears throat> yeah, so. Uh, hopefully all stayed well after that, Zach. I know it's, uh, not everybody talks about their health stuff. Thank you for bringing that up. So, 
All right. So hopefully uh, all good news from here on out from uh, Road Dog. Sorry, he's going to be spending some time at home uh, taking it easy for a while. Uh, let's see. A couple more things here, and then we'll jump into AEW. Um, the Rock. Now, I, I don't normally talk about this kind of stuff, but this, this with the hype of all the DC stuff happening lately, I'm very excited for this because, uh, number one, I love The Rock. Um, I, I don't know if I'd call him one of my favorites, but um, I guess you could say he's one of my favorites. He's he, he is pretty awesome. You know, everything he's doing, he owns the XFL now. He's like the highest paid actor in Hollywood right now. And he's always doing a million different things between projects and owning stuff. And <clears throat> what did he just do? Oh, he just released a new energy drink. I'm actually going to go check that out. It's called uh, Zoa or something like that. Uh, XOA or ZOA, something like that. I've seen him advertise it on his socials. So, yeah, I might might do a little taste test soon. Check that out. Um. Sooner rather than later, because I'm hearing a lot of positive stuff about it. But you know, if The Rock's uh, affiliated with something, it's not going to be anything garbage. You know? So, uh, so yeah, he announced that uh, Black Adam is going to be coming out summer of 2022. So a little over a year out, we're going to be seeing the movie Black Adam. And in the preview that came out about it, we got a nice little uh, picture of what that character Black Adam is about and some of the other characters that are going to be in the movie. Now, I won't go into all that. You can go look at the teaser trailer that uh, he came out with and go check that out for yourself. So I'm not quite the DC nerd that some other people are because I've been very very much into the whole Marvel universe and everything lately, but uh, with the uh, heightened uh, exposure of the the DC universe uh, with the Zack Snyder uh, cut of Justice League, oh my God. So I, I even, I watched that for a second time with my son over the course of this last uh, weekend. We sat down for four hours non-stop uh i think we took like one short break you know bathroom break paused it went, went back and watched the rest of it uh blew through it and that was um he loved it so tracy did not make it through the second sitting she took a nice four-hour nap but <laughs> by the way i gotta say something about tracy tracy um surprised me with an early birthday present. What you see behind me with the cases and the turnbuckles, the uh, cases are an early birthday present. And my wife also helped me with the uh, cleanup of my office and the organization, if you will. She's very well organized because you, sh you should see her office with all of her crafting stuff that she's doing to start her business it's very very organized and well let's just say my office was not very well organized it was borderline um uh, borderline 
nerds hoarder paradise with all the crap I had in here. Uh, horribly unorganized. And my wife went through and, I mean, I did like the little stuff, putting stuff here and there. But as far as moving a lot of the stuff around, because it was just kind of stacked over there. And she dug into it early this morning and helped uh, go through stuff. And like, I'm not going to show you the whole office, but uh, she really helped clean this up. So props to Mrs. J Bone. She really, she really did help. I love my wife. She's, it's, uh, it's great to have a loving, supporting wife that um, she gets me. It's just plain and simple. She gets me and she supports what I do. So let the, have the, have the chat give some, some love to Mrs. J Bone out there. Cause uh, I'll, I'll tell her about this later. Cause I told her I was going to put her over in tonight's show. So uh, yeah, gotta give her some love. Um, so yeah, very excited though about the rocks announcement of black Adam. We've heard little things over the course of the last calendar year, but we haven't heard much because of the pandemic. Now it seems like things are really starting to roll. Now. Um, <laughs> Hakeem, I've got a little opinion about that. I'll get into that in a bit about uh, the, the lovely Logan Paul. Uh, last piece of uh, news here that I wanted to talk about. Um, now, this gets me excited for watching Ring of Honor again. And I do want to start watching this again on a regular basis. As I may... Um, I may stray a little more away from WWE again, and we'll get into that in a bit, but it, it certainly opens my interest uh, into, you know, watching other things like NWA, Ring of Honor. So what I found out, and I'm, I'm really excited about this, this new stable that showed up. Now, I didn't catch the name of this, but it's a new stable that just showed up in Ring of Honor at the 19th anniversary, I believe. Uh, they debuted a new group run by Brody King. Now, that dude is a beast of a guy. I don't know a lot about him, but um, he does he does, uh, he does, does stand out in this roster. And I, I believe he did recently re-sign re again. So, uh, Tony Deppen is joining him. He's a new face that's come into the whole, uh, you know, the, the re restart reboot. I don't know what you want to call it. Of, of ring of honor. Uh, Tony Deppen is joining him. He impressed me in the, the pure, uh, tournament. Um, I haven't watched a lot since the pure tournament, but Tony Deppen did impress me. That was the first time I seen him. He's been around for a bit in the Indies. So, um, uh, Chris Dickinson. I've talked about him a lot, especially back when I was watching Evolve more. He was part of the tag team with uh, Jaka. Um, he was even part of the AAA Impact Wrestling show that happened in the uh, uh, Madison Square Garden. Uh, not the Madison Square Garden. He was in the, uh, the, the, the Hulu Theater portion, I believe it's called, of Madison Square Garden. I, might be not uh might not remember the name of that theater correctly i'm not sure if that's it i forget but anyways um also 
part of this group that debuted for Ring of Honor is Homicide. Yes, folks, the returning Homicide. Um, so we're not seeing him in Impact Wrestling. No. Uh, he is joining an old bunch of folks that he used to run with. Oh, and what do you know? Oreo just broke into my office. Apparently, she's very excited about homicide as well. Well, come say hello. Well, there she is in the background. There's, There she is in the background. Yeah. Well, hello. She is also very excited about the uh, new office and how it looks. And we'll probably get a couple other visitors in here as well. Well, hello. Oh, boy. You, you, you coming to join me for the... Uh, here, sit up here. You sit up here. What are you doing? Behave yourself. All right. So... Um, and that makes me want to watch Ring of Honor, you know, uh, seeing some fresh faces that I've wanted to see for a while that uh, I hadn't seen in a while. Uh, Homicide and Chris Dickinson, the fact that they're going to be featured in Ring of Honor in this group, kind of a hodgepodge group of people. <coughs> Excuse me. But, um, hey, whatever. I'm I'm down with it. I'll check it out. Um or, or as, uh, as Tony would say, I'll tune in. I'll check it out. Yeah, exactly. What I just said. There's an echo in here. Thank you. Hey, Impact Wrestling. It's great to be here tonight. Yeah. All right. Settle down. You, you've, 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 you've outstayed your welcome, Tony. Thank you. Just go take a nap or take, take a, take a muscle relaxer or something. The guy is always way too hyper. My goodness. Oh, he's he's one of the hardest working guys in wrestling. I got to give props to Tony. All right. So that's it for the news. Let's talk about what? Yeah, she doesn't like Logan Paul ego uh, either. She doesn't, uh, you know, I suppose Logan Paul does have an ego. Uh, you know, he's got like, a, you know, a three trillion views or something on uh, YouTube or whatever. Who knows? Um, uh-oh, things getting a little shaky on YouTube here. This is my connection was not good. Hopefully it just stabilized out a little. I just got a warning about it. All right. <clears throat> Looks like it's fine now. All right, so let's jump into some AEW. We're already half an hour into this. It's late. I got to get up early. So we're going to kind of buzz through this a little bit. Um, you good up there? Oreo. Apparently not. Now she's going to move. <laughs> oh, we're going to try up there for a bit. Oh, big yawn. All right. Well, hopefully she behaves herself up there. Part of my allergies. Like I moved uh, moved a lot of stuff this weekend. Kicked up a lot of dust, if you will. So, yeah. 
J-Bone's asthma and allergies have been kind of going cuckoo. So please pardon the sniffles. All right. What are we covering here first? All right. So AEW, Dark Elevation. I'm so used to saying AEW Dynamite on Wednesdays. This is a little different. Um, obviously, it's in the Dark family. And the reason why I'm covering this is there were some bigger names um, some bigger names on this show. And I was very excited to finally get the chance to check out and see how Tony and uh, Tony Schiavone, if you will, Tony Schiavone and Paul White work together. You need to settle down. I'm trying to talk a, a, about some stuff here. Just take it easy. All right, give me a second. I want to kick her out of here because she's getting a little rambunctious. Come here, Goofy. Come here. Say say good night. Say good night. All right. says good night she's not happy i don't know how she got in here but she did all right so aew dark elevation this is episode number three i missed the first two i do want to go back and watch them just to see um you know how they are and everything so, yes, Oreo has left the building. <laughs> Let's have a round of applause for Oreo. Uh, <laughs> Wonder Kitty, my goodness. Um, yes, it is all about her. Absolutely. Uh, Paul's digging the setup. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, RK, yes, new setup. Yes. Thank you. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. There's just a lot more room a lot more space i don't have to worry about hitting a wall behind me or nothing it's <laughs> i want to spin around on my chair i can spin around on my chair so uh probably rip out my head my head earbuds or whatever but anyways um so we start out here with uh someone that i've been very interested in seeing here since I heard a handful of weeks ago that he was joining, uh, I don't think he's actually signed, but he's been on dark a handful of times. In fact, his first match was with Eddie Kingston before he got injured. So and I still want to go back and watch that one. It was on just the regular dark, I believe. That was right before Elevation started. Um, but J.D. Drake... And now this is kind of an odd team up. I don't know if I like this tag team, but you know, this, this, you know, they, they throw stuff together and I don't mean that in a negative way, but you know, this is featuring up and coming new stars in the world of wrestling, either, you know, ones that just haven't had the spotlight put on them and they're actually been around for several years. Like, like a few people on this, on this uh, show, you know, or ones that have only been in the industry for a couple of years. 
that we'll talk about as well. Um, but J.D. Drake, the blue collar, I forget what they call them here. I didn't write it down. But great to see J.D. Drake, former tag team champion with uh, someone that just got signed to NXT and the name is escaping me now, but I did hear about that recently. But yeah, former tag team champion in Evolve. So great to see him here. Kind of an odd couple tag team with him and Ryan Nemeth, of course, Ziggler's brother. Gotta mention Ziggler because it's still one of my favorites. I'm over, you know, over there. Uh, <laughs> Paul Nelson says the room feels 30 feet bigger. Yes. 30 feet of smash this podcast awesomeness. Yes, I don't know where that is. just came out of nowhere. Anyways, um, yeah, odd odd couple tag team here with uh, J.D. Drake and Ryan Nemeth going up against uh, Chuck Taylor, sexy Chucky e. T. I can't escape saying that. I just <clears throat> always got to bring that up. And, of course, Orange Cassidy. Now, Orange Cassidy debuts some new uh, entrance music here. And it's uh, a classic from the band The Pixies. Now, I've heard a few songs of The Pixies before. I'm not going to call myself a Pixies aficionado. But they, you know, they had some serious, uh, I'd say popularity back around the time that nirvana was booming you know the, the boom of the grunge era the alternative era in the early to mid 90s if you will oh uh, i was a young bone back then if i could go back then that was just just um post-graduation so yeah I'm, I'm in my late teens early 20s in the early to mid nineties there. Great, great years, great years. Um, so yeah, it actually makes me want to check out some more, uh, Pixies stuff, check out some of their catalog, but yeah, so orange Cassidy gets some new music here and, uh, wow, is the big show excited about it. He really is. <laughs> Maybe they just told him to be excited about it. I don't even know if he knows who the Pixies are. And again, I don't know much about them either. But anyways, they're very excited about the new music. Uh, the crowd certainly popped for it. So the crowd apparently knew who the Pixies were. So, And I did see it on social media too. That did get shared a little. So that's, you know, good for Orange Cassidy. Got some new music. You know, he gave it a thumbs up. So, <laughs> but yeah, uh, fun to finally see J.D. Drake, um, on this on this brand getting some you know getting some attention getting some shine like it's odd odd tag team with ryan nemeth but um you know it didn't it didn't work out you know so i don't know how long this is gonna stay together this this odd couple if you will orange oh excuse me chuck taylor and orange cassidy come off with a win here um and uh, orange cassidy Beats them with the uh, the beach break, and they get a beatdown after this from Kip Sabian and Miro. They were advertising the uh, arcade 
Rumble. I forget what it's called. They've got some special arcade showdown, some special kind of match. I'm assuming it's some kind of like showdown in an arcade, some kind of hardcore something going on, um, going on this Wednesday. So yeah, that's, this is all, that's what's nice about watching shows like this is they'll have shows that are just for themselves. You know, they're just to themselves don't have anything to do with anyone else on the, on the card or on another show. Um, but this, you know, they're hyping up other stuff and there's actually quite a few matches here on this show tonight that hyped up other stuff coming up later this week or some other rivalry happening on dynamite. So, so next we get the AEW debut of Bill Collier. <clears throat> now he's been in the business for 14 years. So he's what they would call a, a grizzled young vet, I guess. I don't know. So <laughs> not to speak of the uh, grizzled young vet tag team from NXT. No, this is different. Um, so yeah, Bill Collier's debut here looks really good. Had a nice slow match, and I may, mean that in an okay way, not a bad way, against uh, one of my favorites, John Moxley. And um, he looked good. He kind of reminded me of uh, Joe Doring from uh, Impact Wrestling. So uh, great, great debut. I mean, shoot, if your debut is with uh, John Moxley, my goodness, that's. It's nothing to sneeze at, folks. I mean, uh, he uh, he did he looked good here. He looked good. Of course, you know John won, but um, the offense that Bill put in, you know, some of the counters here and there, um, it looked like he knew his way around a ring. You know, fourteen years in the biz, and he's finally getting an opportunity like this. Great to see, you know, and that's. And that's how this brand in the long run is going to shine. Yeah, you're going to have guys like Moxley around for, you know, a handful of years or for however long he's going to stick around. But the strength, and I've said this before, but it bears mentioning once in a while, is the strength of this brand is is not to see how many they can pluck from WWE. Granted, that's going to help them, you know, in some cases, as we've seen. But it's the strength of building new stars. You know, people cut on Impact Wrestling all the time, like, oh, they're 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 done. They're they're washed up. They're not doing anything. Well, look at some of the rosters of some of these bigger shows. A quarter to half of their roster is former Impact Wrestling stars. You're going to tell me that Impact Wrestling doesn't know what they're doing? They're making stars. Now, they may go off to greener pastures down the road after a few years, but that's just the way the industry goes. Um, So, yeah, the strength of AEW is going to see them 
and, and watch them, excuse me, make stars. And it's, you know, it's exciting to see guys like this get a, get a shot, you know, especially against a guy like John Moxley. So I really paid attention to this one. This one was a lot of fun. Um, uh, Moxley, uh, had, has him tap out though to the bulldog choke. He's been using that a little more often lately. It's great to see um, Moxley change things up. Not always use his um, his uh, his DDT finisher. Uh, Cody Rhodes comes out now. His arm is in a sling still here, and that kind of worries me because he's got a match coming up on Wednesday against one QT Marshall. Um. But he, he comes out with his one of his uh, famous belts here, his you know his his wrestling belts, and you know how he always throws them into the crowd. Um, well, he came out this time. Crowd pops for him, of course, because he is a favorite of the fans, and he goes uh, into the crowd and greets a little boy. And apparently he's from the boys and girls, or he's representing the boys and girls club and uh, receives this belt from Cody. And when you see stuff like that, it just warms, warms your heart. It really does just to see, you know, a brand like this doing things like that. That's important to see stuff like that, you know, that they're in touch with, um, you know, community outreach programs that, uh, especially with the youth, you know, it's great to see. So good on Cody Rhodes for, you know, making that kid, you know, put, they say, yeah, of course it's, it's from another company, but they say that the, one of the main goals is putting smiles on faces. It's that's true in any company. That's true in any company related to the world of professional wrestling. You're doing it to, you know, attract an audience and make them smile. You know, then you know you're doing the right thing. So good on Cody for for doing that. Uh, hopefully he'll be okay this uh, this Wednesday. You know he's resting up that shoulder. Uh, Penelope Ford here in a match with uh, Leela Gray, and um... oh, one thing I did want to mention about. Um... Uh, Pen Penelope Ford is she has a new YouTube channel out. I know a lot of these wrestlers out there over the last 10 years, give or take a little have, uh, have started YouTube channels. Now, of course, if you work for another brand that don't work so much, you know, that doesn't work too well, <laughs> especially, uh, you know, with the uh, things going on recently. But if you work for a company like impact wrestling, ring of honor, AEW, they're fine with that, you know, a third party thing, you know, you know, putting yourself over, you know, trying to uh, get your stuff out there, gain a bigger audience. Um, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing, but hey, it is what it is. Some companies just don't like that. Um, so yeah, Penelope Ford has a new vlogging. Uh, I don't know what she's all going to do on there. Right now, it looks just like a vlog. Um, and it's going to show more of a behind the scenes kind of thing that she's been going through. She's you know, moving into a new place with her new husband, Kip, 
and some uh, footage like that. It's cute stuff, you know. It's, some of it's fun to watch. I don't like watching that stuff all the time. But this first video of hers was okay to watch. You know, I, I like her and I like Kip. They're, uh, you know, they're good on TV. So Zach says she's on Twitch too. All right, cool. I'm, I'm guessing she's a gamer on there, seeing as, you know, Mero and Kipper gamers. So, yeah, this one is just vlogging. So, I don't know if she's putting that stuff on her Twitch too as well. Um, I I don't know what she all puts on her Twitch. But, um, but yeah, Leela Gray takes the big L here. She gets uh, uh, double knees to the gut from Penelope Ford. Um, not too much to say about this one. Um, some of these caught my eye more than others as far as the lot of women's matches on this episode, though. I will say that. That's another reason I tuned in to, to see this is because of all the featured women's matches. Uh, next, we got the uh, the Gun Club, Billy, Colton, and Austin's. Colton and Austin being the sons of Billy Gunn. And I haven't seen them wrestle much now so that was another reason why i wanted to you know some of the teams that maybe you haven't seen as much on dynamite that they feature more on dark for the up-and-coming talent so it was great seeing billy again um i love seeing billy he's in tremendous shape and his sons are fun to watch too watching them grow with the business especially with this company um uh trio's debut of rex lawless and the tag team are you ready for this milk chocolate the guys are uh brandon hang on i'm read my own notes here brandon watts and randy summers uh you know one guy's white one guy's black that's why they call it milk chocolate so it's uh just a cute little play on words <clears throat> and their ethnicity uh not a bad thing you know maybe some people wouldn't be a fan of that but i was like oh okay i get it that's simple you know uh big show popped for it he's like oh milk chocolate i like that <laughs> okay okay big show <laughs> um but yeah, I, I like the tag team of Milk Chocolate. And Rex Lawless, uh, the, the bigger of the three, uh, just kind of a solo guy put with this tag team. I don't know how long they're going to keep this uh, trio's team together, obviously, not like the family of the gun club. Um, but Rex Lawless certainly is a bigger guy. Kind of reminded me of a Brody King type guy in the ring, you know, long hair. <clears throat> so <laughs> looking at the chats cracking me up you, you guys oh my god just funny um so yeah uh fun trios uh fun a fun trios debut from rex and milk chocolate <clears throat> but um you know they uh they lose here to the gun club and because with their finisher 310 to yuma and that's a that's a western slash gun reference there 
um so yeah it's uh it looks like the gun club is really coming together as a trios team and it just makes me think that within the calendar year sooner rather than later honestly excuse me i think we are honestly going to get a trios uh championship which i'm okay with i mean honestly this you know this this roster is absolutely loaded and uh loaded with talent and uh not a bad thing it's just getting everybody used but that's a great thing about these other shows like dark is you're featuring new talent and you're also giving some of that undercard undercard talent excuse me undercard talent a chance to stay used in the ring they're not just sitting back and catering you know like uh oh someone like andrade sat in catering for over six months my god why would you do that to a guy like andrade who has that kind of talent just unbelievable just crazy so um So, yeah, interesting trios uh, match here. Now, next, we get someone that I haven't seen in a while. Uh, We got uh, Joey Janela coming out with Sonny Kiss versus a uh, debut. This is his uh, AEW debut. Not just his Elevation debut, but his AEW debut. We got a few debuts in this show. Um, uh, Chandler Hopkins. Uh, they talked about his uh, MMA background and, and such. Uh, very athletic guy. Certainly seemed to be more athletic at times than Joey Janela. But, um, but yeah, I mean, not a, not a bad debut. I mean, of course he lost. But uh, not a bad debut. Kind of reminded me of someone that used to be in the WWE, and I can never remember his name, so my apologies for my senile moment here. Uh, he used to do. He used to come out with Miro. He used to come out with Rusev and do the singing and stuff. It reminded me of him, and I mean it as a compliment, not as a like a negative thing at all. I just can't remember the guy's name. The guy's from Chicago. He has a new. Um, whiskey um he's like he's like a whiskey connoisseur can't think of his name someone in the chat will come up with it aiden english there it is critical sting ding 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 and i'm sure a few other people will come up with it as well thank you aiden english yes reminded me of an aiden english uh just more hair uh Uh, but yeah, Joey Janela gets the win here with uh, with the elbow off the top rope. The uh, greetings from Asbury Park. Um, next, we get a women's match here. Now, this one uh, wasn't really a fan of uh, this match. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, now, I love me some Thunder Rosa, you know, and she just had that tremendous main eventing match um with uh Britt baker recently the unsanctioned 
match where they just absolutely clobbered the crap out of each other. But she had a match here with uh, Alex uh, uh, Gracia, or Gracia, I'm not sure, they're probably mispronouncing that, but uh, the Pink Dream, quite the entrance here, quite the look from uh, Alex. Um, Alex, I don't know, like I've seen her in the ring before, and she seemed to maybe just have few hiccups here just this match just didn't uh flow very well you know uh their um their communication was off a little or something something just didn't gel well and um i'll I'll put that more on alex obviously more than thunder rosa because i know thunder rosa is very good but um so yeah i mean i still want to see more of the uh you know the pink dream the uh (laughs) Alex uh, Gracia. I'm sure she'll improve working with, you know, the um, veteran ladies of this roster. Uh, Apparently she's also part of, um, I think they said she's part of one of the schools that's connected with AEW, the uh, Rhodes, one of the Rhodes schools or something like that. So, um, Mark is crying in the chat. Says, "Please, please send Rosa to Impact." <laughs> I have absolutely no doubt that someday we'll see her in an Impact Wrestling ring. But for now, she is contracted with uh, NWA, former NWA Women's Champion, and she's also getting some TV time on AEW. But yes, if the fans scream loud enough, hopefully we'll see some kind of rivalry sooner rather than later. We'll see. Uh, That'd be great. But yeah, uh, Thunder Rosa comes off with a win here with the Fire Thunder Driver. Pretty much a squash mix. Uh, Alex really didn't get much offense in here. There was other uh, women's matches on this car that were much better. Uh, now, uh, like this one, uh, legit Layla Hirsch against Vipress. Now, I don't think I've ever seen Vipress before. Yeah, very unique look. She had a, she a split hair uh, down the middle. One side was like platinum white, and the other side was jet black. Very, very interesting look. Uh, legit Layla Hirsch uh, recently signed officially to AEW so congrats on that she is so much fun you know with her uh like collegiate Roman Greco or Greco excuse me dear god it's a little late yes I realize that my apologies her uh uh, Greco Roman stylings her collegiate stylings um yes she is uh, uh maybe you know shorter in stature but that also gives her the advantage many times because she is just a beast in the ring. My goodness. Uh, she really gave it to Vipress. She uh, she beat her pretty quickly here with a cross arm breaker, uh, made her tap out. But Vipress did the offense that she did come across with was impressive because uh, she was trying to work on Layla's shoulders and arms obviously 
where a good chunk of her strength lies. If you take that away from her, she can't put together her finishers, you know, but um, just, she just didn't give enough. Layla came out with a win here, made her tap out. Now, one of my favorites on this roster that probably doesn't get featured enough, but he's on quite the winning streak. He's like 11 or 12 and 0 now. Um, it has got to put him in line for something. I don't know what, but it's got to put him in line for something soon. Uh, well, we know he is going to be featured on Dynamite. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, we get uh, Danny Limelight versus Frankie Kazarian. Love me some Frankie Kazarian. Frankie is one of those guys that has absolutely stood out this last calendar year. Given everything going on in the world, he has completely gotten himself in just phenomenal shape. And completely rejuvenated his career. I mean, he's on like a 12-match winning streak here. Like I said, he's got to be rewarded with something soon. I don't know what, but... Well, maybe this Wednesday is what he's being rewarded with because he is going to face Christian in Christian Cage's AEW in ring. Um, his AEW in ring debut, excuse me. Um, so very excited to see that Wednesday. Certainly going to be one of the highlights. And, you know, they used to face each other way back what, 15 years ago, give or take a little, in uh, TNA back in the day. Um, just a joy to watch back then, and I'm sure they're going to put on a clinic this Wednesday. So can't wait to see that. But uh, Frankie Gazarian uh, goes old school with a win here, beats Danny Limelight with a cross-face chicken wing. <clears throat> Uh, and then Christian Cage actually comes out at the end of this and uh, gives him a round of applause. Maybe uh, getting into the head of one Frankie Kazarian, just letting him know he's keeping an eye on him, you know? I mean, certainly a good uh, good, good sign of uh, you know sportsmanship, but... Uh, Big uh, big showdown coming Wednesday, so can't wait for that. Let me know, you know, how excited you are to see Christian Cage's first match in AEW against a guy like Frankie Gazarian. Um, two greats in the ring, absolutely. Uh, next we got Ethan Page versus Fuego del soul now one thing i've noticed about fuego del soul lately is there is like i feel like there's like a cult following that is starting to slowly gain like a just gain momentum <clears throat> now he's being featured a lot on some vlogs like um Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara has talked about him for the last few years, and now they're actually working together. Well, not together, but, you know, together. Same company in AEW. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, 
So Fuego del Sol, his his claim to fame is uh, he is the uh, what the the king of the tornado DDT, something to that effect. But he always comes like really close to giving someone a tornado DDT and then fails at doing it. The other person counters it, as we saw a few times in this match. He came close, came close few times to giving Ethan Page his uh his uh his his I guess I guess more of a rumored tornado DDT at this point. Uh but I love the heart, I love the charisma of a guy like Fuego del Sol. Um and uh you know and they were having a uh a fun time talking about him. And uh, how much they like Fuego del Sol uh, during this match as well. But it's great to see Ethan Page really uh, get a chance to shine and and show his charisma and his his oh his heel expertise against uh, a kid like Fuego del Sol beats him with Ego's Edge. Apparently, from what I heard, getting the uh, permission from one Scott Hall to use his finisher and rename it as the Ego's Edge. So interesting, very interesting. I don't now correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember Ethan Page using that in in Impact Wrestling. Is that new? I don't remember what this sounds horrible because he was one of my favorites in impact wrestling. I just can't remember what his finisher was. Pardon my senile moment. Number 39 of the evening or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> Fuego is the cousin of curry man says Zach Bonifer. Well, that's, that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> Mark. What's up, man? He says it's new. Okay. All right. Critical Sting says he didn't use it much in Impact Wrestling. All right. Well, there you go. It seemed like Ethan Page did a lot more talking than wrestling at times. Although, I mean, he was one half of the longest reigning tag team champions in Impact Wrestling history. I should, I should know this. I should remember this kind of stuff, but other people stand out more than others, I guess. Um, oh, that's what it is. That's why I didn't think of it. Critical Sting says he's been using it in the indies and calling it the big boy bomb. Uh, that's why. That's why. Thank you. Okay. Destroying kayfabe is in the his house. He says, all right, all right, all right. I'm here, bro. Good to see you, man. Good to see you. Uh, RK, old people problems. Yes, it's it's a thing. It's a thing. It's, you know, I try to joke about it and just try to, like, you know, keep everybody in, in on the little joke, you know, that I, I have my little senile moments and I forget shit. But then again, I think everybody forgets shit once in a while. So...
Mark says, start smoking MJ. Uh, J-Bone, then you'll really forget everything. Well, that might actually uh, help me. <laughs> no, it probably wouldn't. Um, all right, we continue. So, yeah, Ethan Page beats Fuego Del Sol with uh, Ego's uh, edge. And we get Hikaru Shida. This was a long episode. This was a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. Uh, missed a couple segments, and my apologies. I'll try to cover everything better with these next time. But I had to, you know, they had kind of an around the ring segment with uh, Bear Country that I skipped over to get to the last match, and then so I could start at a decent time, even though it was super late. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mary Jane. He <laughs> he. Yes. Um, so next we got a tag team. Uh, match Hikaru Shida with uh, Ty Conti versus uh, Jasmine Allure. I, I feel like they should like put the F F. Uh... Wow, it's late. It's... <laughs> they should put the exclamation point on Allure. You know the emphasis. There's that word. All oh, right. $5 worth of emphasis on Allure, but I don't feel like he did it here. Uh, her tag team partner, Tesha Price. Two ladies I have never seen before. Um, and they, they really did not get the did not get to feature many in-ring skills here. Hikaru Shida and Tai Conti really um, finished them off pretty quickly. Tai actually came off with the win here with the Didi Tay if you will, her version of the DDT. So uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing more from uh, Jasmine Allure and, and Tesha Price, hopefully in a longer match down the road here. But nonetheless, a quick win. Obviously, this is all leading to them tagging up together. Uh, speaking of Hikaru Shida and Tai Conti versus... Um, the team of Nyla Rose and damn it. It's escaping me. They got a tag team match. Uh, it's a Brooke Baker. I forget. No, I don't think so. Um, maybe it is. I forget. Coming up this Wednesday, they got a big tag team match and it's obviously, uh, Ty Conti is the number one contender as well. So, Hakeem says, so AEW Elevation is just explosion, uh, but with more matches. Um, no, no, I'd say it's more like BTI, but with more matches, honestly. Because a lot of these do have ties in with the main show of Dynamite, whereas Explosion, 99% of the time, never did. Um, so I'll say that. I'll say that. Um, they're and they're not all squash matches, you know. Some people, some people probably looking at this saying, "Oh, it's just all squash matches." No, they're not. There is some really good wrestling ability being featured here. Um, you just uh, you just got to pick and choose through it, you know. But there were certain ones that I was really, really wanting to see here, which is a reason why I covered it. Plus, I, I and I'll get into that in a little bit uh, to wrap up this uh this evening's show on a, what i know is a very late monday night 
why I'm not covering um, WWE as much, especially this week, unfortunately, for them. Uh, not for me, but for them. Um, uh, what's next here? Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy uh, versus Jack Evans. Uh, I certainly want to see more of this one. I feel like there's a bigger picture rivalry blooming here with Jurassic Express and um, uh, the hybrid two, Jack Evans and, and Helico. Uh, but this was a singles match, Jungle Boy versus Jack Evans. Jungle Boy gets the win here. Actually makes him tap out with the snare trap. Very interesting. That's a huge win. I'm going to call this one an upset, honestly. Huge win here for Jungle Boy. But I can't wait to see where this goes. If this, you know, turns into just a regular tag match on Dynamite or what. But um, seeing a, a younger guy like jungle boy take on a guy like jack evans and have a great back and forth match um that's the stuff that you should really watch for on shows like this that's what it's it's considered like one of their headliner matches because it's two featured people from the main roster no upstarts you know so these are the ones you really i mean you can pick and choose whatever you want to watch from these i sat through the whole thing just to give it a good viewing. And I also wanted to see how on the non-in-ring side of things, how Tony and Paul White really ended up working together. And I got to say, Tony Schiavone and Paul White really do click. I was a little leery when I first saw that um, advertised, you know, saying that Paul White was going to be working with Tony. I have no problems with Tony other than his being a smart-ass on the ads on Impact Wrestling when it's the two Tonys. But I, I didn't know how Big Show was really going to be as a kind of a co-play-by-play color guy because he does a little bit of both. You know, honestly, he does, which gives a chance for Tony to have a little break as well. Um, they really do work well together. If you have the chance, watch this. Um, I was impressed. And um, and I, I love Big Show's sense of humor when it comes to this kind of stuff. And, and seeing him on the other side of the desk and calling some color and some play-by-play -play right alongside of Tony. So um, good stuff here. Good stuff. Next, we got the ongoing big question mark that's looming above... <laughs> QT Marshall, you know, he's got this kind of, you know, odds thing going on here with the Rhodes family and his uh, rivalry with Cody. And um, we didn't see a lot of that here, but it was discussed during this match. He had a tag match here with, um, with Lee Johnson, who is part of the Rhodes family, uh, recently signed and recently brought into the Rhodes family as part of their, their roster or their roster. They're, they're stable, if you will. But uh, QT Marshall, you know, obviously facing Cody this Wednesday is a big deal. 
So yeah, that was brought up as well. Uh, they face off against the team of Adam Priest and Aaron Fry. Aaron Fry. Now, I want to mention Adam Priest first because I feel like I've seen him somewhere before. Maybe I did see him on another uh, dark episode and just don't remember who I saw him against. But Aaron Fry, um, they did mention a little behind-the-scenes stuff from him. He's uh, 37 years old. The guy is not a spring chicken, but he actually only has been uh, working in-ring stuff for uh, wrestling for six years. So he got a very late start, very similar to a guy like DDP. So I would love to learn some more about this guy. And uh, pretty good in-ring as well. You know, for for being an older guy, I mean, not necessarily old, but older in the sense of when he started. You know what I mean? You guys get that. Um, so interesting going um, going back and forth here between QT Marshall and Lee Johnson tagging in and out. Sometimes Lee kind of catching QT off guard, getting a blind tag in the look on QT's face saying it all, you know, just, you know, he wants to shine here in this match. He doesn't want to give Lee that spotlight because Lee has had some spotlight lately, but Lee did not mention QT Marshall as being one of those key people um, in the back, helping him with the start of his career. He was left out. And uh, that did something to QT. That really upset him. And that was a part of certainly not the key thing here, but certainly part of everything that's going on big picture-wise with him and the Rhodes family. And maybe playing second fiddle to a guy like Cody. But QT is nothing to sneeze at in the ring here. Yeah, he comes off with the win here. I believe he tagged in, he blind tagged in Lee, kind of getting a little tick for tat, you know, <clears throat> getting back at him a little here. He comes off with the win here with the, uh, the diamond cutter, uh, which was uh, passed down to him from DDP. So, interesting little uh, tidbit there of information. So, um, next here. Now, I wasn't feeling this one. I mean, there were some women's matches that were certainly better than others. There's some I was more into. This one I was excited to see, but just didn't – I didn't have the – I don't know. I just didn't. I just lost the excitement pretty quickly in this match for this because I wanted. To, I haven't seen. Uh, uh, Kit. Pronounce this correctly. She's only two years in. Uh, Killing King. Uh, I've seen her always in the crowd at ringside. You know, with her friends cheering on, with everyone. Usually, she sits over by. Um, Guys like the Gun Club at ringside, you know, Austin Gunn hanging over the railing and losing his mind during the, 
you know, uh, this time at ringside. Um, Killer King versus Rio Mizunami. Very fun to watch Rio's and Rio Mizunami. Oof, I said it again. Uh, <laughs> but this match was so slow and just, I just wasn't feeling it. Um, I mean, it was it was an okay match. They didn't do anything wrong. It just wasn't my cup of tea because it was so much of them just kind of going back and forth in the ring, a little bit of comedy. Um, I I think I want to see uh, Rio versus uh, more of a heel. Like it was much too camarader, too much camaraderie going back and forth. I want to see you see Mizunami. Oh, it's getting late, folks. Ryu Mizunami against like just a straight up heel like Nyla Rose, something more like that. I believe they've already had a match, but you get what I'm saying. Um, and uh, this the test of strength that went on in the ring at this time. During this match, just it took way too long for me. That kind of stuff should be over fairly quickly with a, you know, an elbow or just a quick get out and some other maneuvers or a kick or something. <clears throat> yeah, it, it it I felt like it dragged. It wasn't bad. It just I just want to see. Uh, Rio versus someone else, you know, and, and I certainly would, and it is not necessarily a shot at uh, Killian King. Um, it just, it just felt like it didn't show. So, but I do want to see more from them. Just, just another, you know, versus other people, dark order five and 10 take on the team of D three and uh, uh, Vari Morales, Vari Morales, really reminding me of a young um, Juve, Juventud Guerrero, really. Uh, D3, they said he is the only Italian wrestler on their roster. Interesting. Uh, two young upstarts here going against uh, the, the Dark Order team of 5 and 10. 5 and 10 coming off with a win here. The uh, 10 giving the D3 a full Nelson just didn't have a chance. He's given up about him. I'm guessing about a hundred pounds weight difference. The D3 and Vari Morales, uh, certainly smaller. They're, they're more, uh, number five size 10 really standing out in that group. Five and 10, like I said, getting the win here. Private Party versus Bear Country. Now, I'm going to go back and watch this more, um, especially leading up to this. They showed the Bear Country feature, uh, kind of like an, I forget what the segment is called. It's um, <clears throat> uh, like, like around the ring, just, just more in-depth, getting to know these people on the roster, which is great for a team like Bear Country because they're still fairly new on this roster. Um, great to see though, my introduction to bear country was AAW's last show that I actually covered here on smash this podcast. So yeah, it's been a while. 
<coughs> Excuse me. Allergies is horrible to me. I'm so sorry. All right, we're wrapping this up soon. Uh, good back and forth match between Private Party and Bear Country. Private Party, though, squeaking out the win. Their mentorship, their the leadership, whatever you want to call it, the managerial skills, if you will, of one Matt Hardy is really, really um, helping a team like Private Party squeak out important wins in a situation like this. Maybe in a situation where Normally, they would have lost to the overpowering from a team like uh, Bear Country, which they really did shine in this match. I got to say, I love the tag team skills of Bear Country. Just an old school, brawling, tough, you know, big guy uh, tag team. I'm certainly a team that's going to be featured more in the soon and near future, I got to believe. Excuse me um on on AEW shows but yeah private party comes off with the win here main event time uh mike seidel versus scorpio sky uh only problem with this match that i saw was i would have loved to seen a longer match i would have loved to seen this match go at least 15 20 minutes but um this is all leading to something bigger I'm feeling for Scorpio Sky. He's really getting that slow burn push, getting significant wins over significantly talented people, veterans of the ring like himself, um, like Mike here, Mike Seidel. Very interesting finish here, though. Scorpio Sky beats him. And Matt comes out because um, he he rescues Mike from Scorpio Sky. So Matt comes out to rescue his brother. And then something very interesting happens. Ethan Page, all ego, Ethan Page comes out and just wallops uh, Matt Seidel and just clobbers him. And leaves with Scorpio Sky. So now I don't know if this is like the start of a new tag team between Oligo and Scorpio Sky, or if this is just some of the rumored friction that we've seen in the past or maybe have heard about in the past between Oligo Ethan Page and Matt Seidel. So here we have a little replay of what we maybe have seen in other companies or in other matches before something, something, something personal going on between page and side out. So, um, <laughs> critical sting says, well, of course, East Ethan went after him. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and I, I think, um, Mark says, whoa, they're going to do Seidel Page already? Yeah, apparently they are. They're not wasting any time. Well, that'll certainly bring uh, some shine to both of them. You know, I mean, for the for those that maybe have heard about this 
rivalry uh, in the past. You know, whether it's real or not, I don't know. I mean, I it's some of these um, you you hear about uh, the, these this big hatred between the two. You know how much it's. I mean, they're they're working together, so obviously they got to stay professional. So you got to wonder, you know, like, okay, if it was really that bad, do you never see them together? So obviously it can't be that bad that they can't work together. Um, but that's what makes money out of this, right? Hakeem says, I thought Seidel and Paige hated each other. Sometimes you take a little bit of reality and make a big wrestling story out of it. Either way, I'm here for it. Because those two, we've seen them work together before in Impact Wrestling. No matter what their personal history is, looks like they're going to have a rivalry. So, and it starts here, and I'm sure it'll continue down the road on another show. Either on Elevation as a more headlining match, or AEW Dynamite. We'll have to wait and see. Now, I'm going to close this out with a little... uh, little rant if you will i'm gonna lose my mind here i'm gonna try to stay calm and cool and collected because it's late and i gotta get up in a few hours so i'm tired but notice i didn't come here monday talking about much wwe stuff when i found out watching SmackDown on Friday with my son that they're bringing someone like Logan Paul, a YouTuber, into the WWE for WrestleMania. And let me tell you, I was really excited. I was really excited when it came to finding out that we were going to get a rivalry again between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. One, in my opinion, one of the best wrestling rivalries in the last decade, no matter where it was, Ring of Honor, NXT, main card of WWE, I don't care. It was. It's all been great to me. Until now. You're going to tell me See, that that's one of the beautiful things about this rivalry. There's something so pure and so, so simple. You don't have to do anything with this rivalry. You can bring it up and fans will go, yes, give it to me again. We've seen it before. I don't care how many times it works. They they get it and they can do it well. You don't need some stupid fucking YouTuber that guys like me hate because a few years ago, if you're a YouTuber, you know this happened. It took away all the options for monetizing away if you had less than a thousand subs. Now I'm creeping up on a thousand subs right now. I've been doing this seven years, talking about something that I love. Now, you're going to incorporate some nasty motherfucker from YouTube 
is just toxic. Guys like me, like, don't look up to at all. I don't care how many viewers he gets and how many years he's been around doing this. It's because of him that I got demonetized among probably thousands and millions of others. So fuck this guy. And now you're going to take him and you're going to inject him into what is what I consider to be one of the better rivalries in WWE right now. You just made me lose interest pretty much altogether in WrestleMania because you're doing this. Um, pretty soon you're going to be seeing more and more um, of this kind of crap in the WWE. The more and more I'm hearing about this, you know it's coming. Guys like Bow Wow. Soldier Boy is probably going to be showing up soon and attacking Randy Orton. Just wait. It's going to fucking happen. Um, I mean, this wouldn't be reported on 20 times a day from a, a, a good source like ringsidenews.com if it wasn't going to happen. Because um, why would Randy Orton waste the time and keep going back and forth with a guy like Soldier Boy? Because it's going to fucking happen. Because WWE wants that. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. That doesn't that doesn't belong. Like once in a while, when you bring in someone, some kind of celebrity thing, I get it. But it's hap- This is ridiculous. You're gonna bring in some YouTuber into one of the greatest wrestling rivalries of the last decade. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Now, fuck that. You completely lost my interest in that. I was all excited about it, and the more and more they talked about it, I should have seen it coming. I should have seen it coming. And they're just talking and talking and talking about this Logan Paul guy, and, well, now he's showing up next week, and apparently he's going to be at WrestleMania. So you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm over it, you know? And it, you're you're ruining guys like Miz and Morrison. You're putting them in fucking bunny suits for some guy for for bad bunny. Are you fucking kidding me? They're breaking up one of the best um, groups on Monday Night Raw. I heard they destroyed them tonight. Uh, they they're breaking up the Hurt Biz already. So you're, you just made a guy like Bobby Lashley WWE champion only to, to destroy everything around him. What the fuck? You're, you're absolutely destroying WrestleMania. You know, and I was actually pretty excited about watching it this year. The buildup has not been very good especially over the course of the last month. Well, you know what? Now you've completely fucking ruined it for me. So you know what? I'm going to cover more stuff like Elevation and uh, maybe some NWA or some Ring of Honor. Where I know I'm going to see good wrestling. And I know they're not going to do stupid shit like bringing Soldier Boy. Or some toxic piece of shit from YouTube. It's my little rant of the night. I didn't get too nuts, did I? 
so yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna be seeing some more different stuff. Like I said, the the show is always evolving. What I'm covering, what I'm not covering. I do want to say I'm excited and I'm happy about RVD going in the Hall of Fame. I am gonna be watching the Hall of Fame this year, but I'm not gonna be watching WrestleMania. And you heard that straight from S T. A.K.A. J-Bone right here on this YouTube channel. Seven years strong. You know what, baby. So, we're back in full effect. New layout. Like, you know, it's it's a work in progress. We got to fix some lighting. Like, this is this lighting's good, but I want, like, the whole room lit up nicely. But I just got to work on a few things where I'm going to place it. Maybe get some, like... LED lighting in the background. I've heard that's kind of a cool thing. I don't know. Something. But anyways, it's late. Thanks for hanging out with me. Um, I know, especially for some uh, content like this, uh, not too many people are talking about dark, but, um, you know, I feel it it deserves some attention. And if I'm not covering Raw, then, you know, what else is on Mondays? Guess what? Elevation from AEW Dark is on. So you'll probably be seeing more of this on Mondays now. So much love, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow on another little podcast called TNI. We're going to have Mean Woo by God, Jim Miller on with us at the top of the review. And join us before that. We'll be covering the watch along. Bill and I, or myself, I don't know who's going to be on from week to week, but I, you know, I'll be here covering BTI and, along with the watch along of uh, Impact Wrestling and the review right afterwards with Mean By God. Gia Miller joining us at the top of the show. She's got something to talk about. We'll find out sooner rather than later. Oh, excuse me. But I'll, I can't wait to see um, James Storm 1,000th um, match tomorrow night with, now we know, just found out he's injured. So I'm um, not sure how he got injured. We might find out tomorrow. We'll see. Um, Eric Young. So, yeah, can't wait to see all that tomorrow night and more over on TNI. Then join me back here Wednesday night for uh, my review of AEW Dynamite, along with who knows what else. <laughs> so, much love, everyone. Take care. We'll see you uh, real soon. Where the hell is my theme? Hit my freaking theme. There it is. Good night, folks. <laughs>